0: Hello, and welcome to Eva Unleashed, hosted by Madison and Brittany. This is real talk for real women who are ready to step out of society's confining boxes and grow. By learning from other people's stories, we become more aware, conscious, and accepting of others and get one step closer to shaping the world into a better place. Join us as we talk with women from many different backgrounds about life, relationships, work, family, religion, and everything in between. We are on a mission to start the conversation and help women wherever they are in life. Thank you for being here with us. Now, let's jump into today's episode.
1: Hey everybody, thank you for joining us today on today's episode. Today we have Shay with us. Hi Shay. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for being here with us. Yeah, it's great to be here with you guys. Okay, so Shay, um, her name is Shay Call. She is a mama of a creative and thoughtful son that she loves to pieces. She graduated in 2011 from BYU-Idaho with a bachelor's degree in graphic design. I did too. You girl. did? Yeah, I did. Well, it, not a bachelor's, but girl, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and a minor in marriage and family relations. Um, she is a freelance designer and photographer and and delights in creating beautiful things. In 2018, she became a life coach and feels passionately about helping others and realize their individual worth and purpose. Through her personal experiences with divorce, she has grown a strong passion for helping people take charge of their lives by learning to believe in themselves as children of God and managing their thoughts. She loves people, the breeze, sparkles, rainstorms, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love you. I I don't know you, but I love you already. (laughs) I love you.
0: Well, like I've known Shay for a few years, not like we, I haven't known you super close. Like you knew my husband first. And then um, I kind of got to know you, just off and on especially on social media and then when you took that break i was like um shay how are you doing i haven't <laughs> seen you and i missed your face so much when you were on social media
1: for, for a month
2: thank you for missing me <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we'll just i kind of just jump into the questions right now um i i guess just starting like with um your story a little bit um do we want to go just go into like your background? Like, um, like kind of your journey to becoming a,
0: a life coach right now. Cause you went through a, a difficult thing with your divorce and you turned it into this kind of, um, light for people, how you do it. So we'd love to see, yeah, kind of tell us a little bit of how that all came about.
2: Um, so I got divorced in 2016 and, um, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I, I've said to people, you know, that's not the young women's dream um, to, to get divorced. It's definitely not what you plan or imagine. Sorry. Um, well, uh, we even
0: have talked about how divorce almost like is by some people, oh, the
2: worst bad word you could ever say. Like, oh, like, yeah, you're like, taboo. don't yeah. say it. Right. So it's hard. Yeah. And I definitely grew up being more of that mindset than, than not. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, facing that as my reality or my future before it happened, you know, was, was really hard. Um, and also honestly provided hope too. So, um, just kind of a weird place to be in when that's not what you ever thought, you, you know, it, it's like, you're not supposed to get divorced. Right. 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 And so um, definitely had to wrestle with those things. So back to how I became a life coach or why that happened. Um, so I went through my divorce and earlier um, in 2015 I had gone to a seminar with a, this incredible company called three key elements, um, Kirk and Kim Duncan, are husband and wife, um, that own the company and their mission is to, to love people, help people with, with their lives. Um, and um, well, Kirk, Kirk always says that he trains people to reach in and, or to set and reach their goals, but they do a lot with mindset. So Anyways, um, I got introduced to them in 2015, and um, some things took place later that year, and my marriage was really declining, but um, I had learned some, I had some new tools in my in my brain and my heart to help me with dealing with what was going on, so they kind of left a mark on my life there, is is what I'm saying. Um, then in 2018, some different things happened in my life, and I, excuse me, I decided that I wanted to do more with their company. They have quite a few different seminars and um, I did a training program with them to certify as a mentor or a coach. I, I feel like there are a lot of reasons that led me to that point and that place to doing that. You, you question yourself, right? When you go through something really hard, it's very typical to question your worth or like who you are or what in the heck you're doing and especially because of what i've been taught my whole life that you grow up and you get married in the temple and you have a forever family and that didn't happen for me the first time you wrestle right and you and you're wondering mm-hmm. like what's wrong with me or what our did i do is- yeah, our whole identities
0: our, yeah our whole identities are tied in that checklist i feel like sometimes like yeah. that's mm-hmm. who you have to be, and then if those check boxes don't get marked off correctly, then you're like, something's wrong you, with you. You failed you the test r- almost, yeah, right? Yeah, right? You and the- you're like, yeah. now what do I do? I yeah. got an F, like, what do I do? Yeah.
2: Right. It, because you did it wrong or, or there is something wrong with you. I definitely felt some of that, you know, and, um, kind of backing up. So I have always loved princesses for some people to a weird level, but, um, like everybody, I feel like most people that knew me growing up and in high school and even in college, like everybody knows that Shay loves princesses. Like you just mm-hmm. would associate that with me because it was, that's how, like, that's how obvious it was or how clear I made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but when I was going through my divorce, um, this is kind of funny, but I, I liked to collect princess things. And my mom had called me this one day and said that she had a Cinderella like plate set, like kids plastic plate set, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that's how cool I am. I love to- <laughs> and you guys know the ones I'm talking about? Like, you yes. yep. yeah, yeah, okay. such a
1: 90s thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. that's where
2: it came from. <laughs> because i had them growing up and so then anyway so my mom said that she had some and she also had like a piggy bank or something that she'd found we i
0: think those are the shopping. ones they gave out like mcdonald's or something for a while they were like collector plate you get like one of each we like did have yes. some of those yeah yes. my family had those ones i we always fought over the Megara one like from hercules oh, yeah. that was the cool one to have <laughs> in my Ariel, <laughs> it was ariel with us
1: like
2: either, yeah Yep. <laughs> so funny that they had cups. Did you ever get the cups from McDonald's? The oh, Disney and
1: cups? yeah, was it the ones that had the glitter in it and like the little and you tipped them and the glitter would fall down. No, but I liked
2: those too.
1: Yeah, they yeah. they had
2: like movie posters on them.
1: Oh yes, okay, now I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, McDonald's has really declined with what oh. they're offering in the Happy Meals. I don't buy Happy Meals just because I'm like you guys are lame. Step it up, <laughs> McDonald's! You're billion-dollar industry. <laughs> Make cooler toys for real though. Go back to the nineties. Give me my plates. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah or cabbage patch kids do, do you
2: guys ever get the Beanie babies heck yes yeah the little tiny ones yeah yeah man have good feelings
1: for <laughs> poor kids they, they have no idea
2: mm-hmm. uh, okay so <laughs> Side my point. mom called me to tell me she had a cinderella plate for me and i know that this might sound really silly when i say it but this just just be with me on this day so i'm like i don't Really want it, mom, which was very out of character for me because I loved stuff like that. And I was having this again, I feel so silly when I explain this, but it was like a really big deal for me. I was like, I don't like princesses anymore. I think they're stupid. And I don't know why I ever liked them because it's not real. Like, you can't be happy. Like, there's not happily ever after. And that was like a really big deal for me because. I had always like loved that idea and my world was just crashing. And so I was like, this is stupid. And so I was like, I don't, I don't think I want those things. Um, And I started, it really bothered me that I was starting to not like princesses, not just because princesses are cute and whatever. I mean, that was part of it, but I was like, I really think that part of why I've always liked them. A lot of people have would describe my personality as really bubbly or happy. Like, growing up and into my early adulthood, like that's a word that would be used to describe me. And I feel like that was kind of in connection with the fact that I loved princesses. And so it felt like a part of me was dying that I didn't want to have died. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Completely makes sense. You were, you were crisis of identity Mm -hmm. and everything's changing. Yeah. Like that's major.
2: So it was kind of scaring me. And it was also, there was like this feeling inside of me that was like, well, I can't hate them because that's like part of me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't like let a happy part of me die because I'm going through something really ugly. And so there, you guys might've seen it, but there's, oh, I'm, I know you, Madison, you know about my, you probably do about my project daughter of a king.
0: Yes. I love it. I really yeah. want to get Sydney a picture with that next time. We you should do, it's do so it. So
2: cute. Nice. <laughs> I haven't done any in 2020. Cause you know, corona, but. Rona. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I saw this, there's a picture of a little girl that sometimes you might've seen on social media. She's wearing a crown and her eyes are closed and it says something to the effect of on dark days when I feel alone and forgotten and yada, yada. Then I remember, um, who's, or, and when I feel like no one's coming and no one cares, then I remember who sends thoughts like that. And I straighten my crown. And so I really loved that when I saw it. And I was like, I want to do that. And so my sister and I went down to Temple Square and we, we took a picture of each other. I had a crown. And then I was like, I bet other people would like this. And so anyways, that's how it turned into what it was um, to the, to the project Donner of a King. And now I've, I've done over like two hundred women and girls with it, which is super awesome. Um, because it's awesome because not because I'm awesome, but it's awesome because I feel so strongly about people understanding who they are and where they came from, because we all have hard things and unplanned and unfair and messy things that happen. And if you don't know that God loves you through all of that, it's really, it's a lot harder to get through it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes sometimes I don't think I know that we make poor, we, we don't make choices that are as good when we don't understand who we are.
0: I think that's so true and so mm-hmm. pivotal. Like yes, it definitely, when we start doubting ourselves and like everything kind of starts to unravel when you lose that sense of self Then the other things don't seem to matter and things just, they, they unravel so quickly. It's like you lose your kind of foundation.
2: Yes. Well, and when you don't understand or believe in who you are, then you become a a major people pleaser and you become, you can become a people pleaser. You can become an actor. You can become a whatever you think you need to be because what you think, because of what you think other people think or what you think you're supposed to do or based on what other people have said or whatever. And so- So I had that experience with like feeling like, um, I was, my love of princesses was dying and this like happy part of me was dying. Um, and so I started that project and then I had come in contact with the Duncans, which had made a big difference because they taught me a lot about mindset and why we think the way that we do and why we act the way that we do and how to understand those things about yourself, um. They teach something called the mindset formula, which teaches that all of our thoughts lead to the emotions that we're experiencing, and they lead to the actions that we take, and those lead to the results that we have in our lives. And that formula, that mindset formula, literally has changed my life. So... I get re-involved with going to a bunch of their classes and then I decided I felt very pushed to do their, by heaven, to do their coaching program, their mentor program. And it was kind of just in connection with that whole idea that I, because of what I experienced in my divorce personally and watching my ex-husband and some of his experiences and his decisions, I came to feel so, so strongly that the, the most important thing that we can do is understand who we are. And, and that when we don't, it's, it's catastrophic. It's so true.
0: And that's, and that's why I was like, when we were um, doing this podcast and discussing who to talk about, like, we want to help women understand all these different experiences that aren't like like the normal, I guess, or the the difficult right. things because right. they're hard to talk about. We kind of avoid them, but they're there. And then when those things happen to us, we're like, I don't, we don't know what to do or how to yeah. take you, it yeah. because you literally we don't talk alone. about it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then
1: you isolate. You, you kind of feel like that you're the only one in the world that could be possibly yes. going through this. And then you tend to lose more of what you are, I feel like. Um, oh, yeah. And especially with people like, I feel like like with me, so my sister went through a really nasty divorce as well. And it's really hard as someone from the outside looking in going like, I don't know how to help you. I want to, but I don't know what to do for you other than just be here. Um, And I've, there was even a lady that I was talking to the other day who She was also divorced and how she was saying how she feels like the black sheep at church because she's that she's that person. That's the divorced lady with her kids. That's the you know, it can be really, really hard to not feel like that there's anybody there that understands or um, or even empathize. Yes, exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I think there can
2: be, there can be a lack of empathy. And I, and I also think, I think there's two things that can happen. So actually earlier this summer, I don't know if you guys know about the worldwide unified Facebook page. It was like,
0: um, oh, was that pres- that was when president Nelson asked everyone to fast. Right. I oh, saw yeah. that. And like all the people from all different religions were like fasting Which and is so Yeah, cool. that was crazy.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So I actually, it's really interesting. You never know what is going to catch on fire on yeah. social media. It's just crazy. I did a post on there. Cause then after like they, they changed the name from worldwide fast to like worldwide unified. And then people could just post whatever their experiences, people were asking for prayers from sickness or accidents or whatever. Anyways, I did a post about feeling like you don't fit the mold. And it was really crazy to me how many people like responded to it. And one of the things I talked about in there was um, how sometimes people feel like the black sheep, like she was just saying, or they feel, yeah, they just feel out of place because they feel like they don't fit the mold. Yeah,
0: exactly. Especially especially with church culture and stuff where it's people are and people are afraid to even talk about it. So we're not even preparing our kids for these possibilities or things because it's like, no, if you check off your boxes, it'll all work out. So if so, then you feel like if something bad happens, it's like you've done something terribly wrong in your life to like earn that thing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So then you start like, well, what did I do wrong? Or things like that when and then even people start to wonder oh what what were they doing wrong what what people other people start questioning that too and that's such a toxic place to be around and to be involved in yeah and i
2: think i i know that that exists that like people create that environment. But in my post, I was actually talking about how I think we create it for ourselves. Sometimes it's not always other people. It's what we think other people are thinking. And it's that we decide that we don't belong. Mm -hmm. And we decide that we're the black sheep. And we decide that people are judging us and talking about us and and whatever. And I'm not saying that people don't do that sometimes because they do. But I actually, it's really interesting because for the vast majority of the time since I've been divorced, church has not been uncomfortable for me. And I feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about it being uncomfortable for them. And I feel like it's because I decided that I did belong. I so I powerful. De- and I decided that God still loved me and that I was still welcome there, even though my life was not the cookie cutter that we thought that I thought it was supposed to be.
0: How did this kind of mindset thing too help with kind of one thing that's really difficult is the is co-parenting because you have a son um, and it's hard when you when that relationship, you know, goes sour, but they're still their dad and you're still their mom. And so what have you done to help your mindset when approaching the co-parenting difficulties
2: um, they are they are it is the difficulty <laughs> <laughs> um, it is challenging it's really hard when um, you feel betrayed by someone and you don't feel cared about by someone but your child still loves them. That's a really hard thing. But something that so many people have reminded me of and I really feel like heavenly father has tried to help me with and I'm not always good at it, but remembering that like because I love my son, I need to choose to um I need to to choose that love. Like I need to I've tried really hard to not um to speak positively of his dad to him. When my son's around, you know, I speak positively of his dad. I mean, I I think he's pretty smart and I think he knows that mom has some not warm feelings. I I think you can feel that, right? But um, I don't badmouth his dad. I don't call his dad names. We don't, um, I try to compliment his dad or the nice things that he's doing to my son.
0: Well, and I think with like with any relationship, you can not like someone but still you can highlight good things that they're doing yeah. and and it's not unhealthy for your kid to know mom and like they don't get old like he I mean he'll know as he gets older and things like that, like they're divorced, so obviously something, you know, didn't work. So it's not right. unhealthy for him to know that
2: things I in agree the
0: work, right yeah I think it's in some ways it's good for him to know that kind of stuff too
2: well and and yes I agree like and I've tried I mean like I've never done this before right so you're just like <laughs> I mean sometimes you give way to your angry emotions and sometimes you're doing really good at checking in with Heavenly Father and letting him help you um and I try to do that but I'm not perfect at it but I have tried to be age appropriate and just let him know you know yeah like mom and daddy are divorced and mommy was Hurt, and some, you know, some bad choices were made, and so that's why it is this way. I don't ever go into detail with him, yeah. But I have said those things because I also feel like pretending like nothing happened is really unhealthy.
0: Oh, I wanted to know about. Uh, I've seen a couple of your, a lot of your posts have been about dating after divorce and stuff. Like, how I'm kind of curious how that's how that is different because. Before you get married, do they're like, you know, there's no sex, there's no all these different things. You're saving yourself for this. So you do, you save yourself, you get married, you get divorced. So like, that's already out the window, you know? So then you go back into dating and how is that all changed? I guess once you're divorced.
2: Yeah, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, So, but that's why I'm asking it because I know we want to know it's good. (laughs) Do you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, I, I get this sense of like, they're a little nervous to ask me about dating Mm -hmm. or even like setups. Like I've had people say things to me, like, I don't like, maybe this is none of my business or like, I don't want to offend you or things like that. And I think it's interesting that it's, that people feel like they have to be so careful about it. And I think it's because some people are really touchy about it, but I just have not felt real touchy about most things since I got divorced. Like I said, church has been fine for me. Um, I'm not saying I haven't had meltdowns. I'm just saying like people (laughs) asking me about things, I've been pretty okay with that because here's another thing. I feel like our experiences are not just meant to be our own. And I feel like when we are not willing to share what we've learned or what we've been through, we're being selfish. That's just what I believe. And sometimes I am selfish, and it's not like I want to lay everything out on the table for everybody. And I don't think that's always appropriate. But I have felt very much like for me to speak out and share when I feel prompted to, or when people are showing interest and they need help or whatever, like that it's something that I should be willing to share. So that's kind of. Uh, off topic but
1: no 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 I think it's perfect because truly <laughs> um I
2: mean,
1: how do we teach each other if we don't share our life experiences so
2: exactly
1: especially those that are very very taboo uncomfortable right all the things
2: <laughs> well and I feel like when people have made poor choices it it is we've all made a cho- choices we're not proud of before right And that can be really hard to talk about. Um, But I, I, so through my divorce, I just thought a lot about the Book of Mormon. And we know about people's poor choices in the Book of Mormon. And the reason, and it wasn't to put people down or to badmouth people in the Book of Mormon, it was to teach us. And it was to help us. And so anyways, I think of that a lot that Like when we can choose to be humble enough to share our stories, then I feel like that's a pattern we learn in the Book of Mormon. So with Tate, like with kindness and love, like I'm not saying bash everybody. And so um, dating after divorce, I actually felt a lot of hope going back into dating. I actually felt excited. Things had become so sad for me in my marriage And what my marriage relationship turned out to be that the thought of having something that was better and happy again was really exciting to me and really hopeful to me. Now there's been a roller coaster. Like um, I've been divorced for almost five years now. And it's really interesting because like I look at my 18 year old self compared to my now 31 year old self. And I'm like, you know, being alone is a great place to be. Like it's not, and I don't, I feel like sometimes people can take those things really far one way or the other. I believe that marriage is beautiful. It's ordained of God. It's his plan. But I also think that we have more to do than just get married. And I think that when we feel like our only purpose and our only worth is is associated with whether or not someone quote unquote loves us, then we've got a big problem and I feel like we end up chasing happiness and worth through other people. So I feel like I've learned a lot about that, that like, it's, um, I feel like I've been learning to be happy to be where I'm at. And right now that's not with somebody. And that my heart can stay open to the possibility of someone coming into my life. I don't have to be, I don't like the whole, let's be bitter against men and let's be feminist. I'm not, I'm not on that train at all, but I'm also not on the, no one wants me and no one loves me train. Cause that's just stupid too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, I just, I feel like I'm in a much better place to be dating than I was when I was younger
1: because
0: I
2: understand who I am better
1: I think, what and that's, you want. yeah yeah
0: and yeah. being able to be happy with yourself is a huge thing I mean many people have to figure that out while they're married and that can cause some really rocky roads yes um yeah. but now you're in that place where you know like it, you know you're you are content with
2: yourself that's a really big thing to be well and I feel like some people get in to relationships because they want someone to approve of them yes. because we'll they don't approve them. of themselves.
1: Yeah. That yeah. They fix want them, someone to make them
2: happy. Yeah. 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 Or make them feel good enough instead of learning how to do that for themselves. All this, that trauma
1: bonding. Yeah.
0: Well, and this, I, this idea of like, you know, kind of puzzle pieces, like you're missing a whole part of yourself until you, until they come in and like complete you and mm-hmm. that you, you almost like can't be complete without it. And I think so with Michael's job, he's really busy three months out of the year during tax season. Like I hardly see him. I like will joke and be like, I'm kind of like a single mom for those three months. I just don't see him, mm-hmm. you know? And in a lot of ways, those three months, I, I have well, not always, I, I have grown to love those three months <laughs> of having kind of my own schedule and my own time and being with me. And he kind of enjoyed just being with his coworkers a little, like, it's just that separation has been good for us in our relationship. And then we come back together in April and I've missed him and it, so I, but I did have to learn how to be
2: had to be able to be happy by myself. I couldn't rely on him.
0: Yeah. It's, and I
2: think that, you know, relationships like Michael enhances your happiness. And like, I've, I've actually like thought about this a lot, like, cause people talk about like expecting someone to make you be happy. And I, I have kind of come to the conclusion for myself. Like I, I do believe that when someone else comes into my life that I love again, someday, um, I, they're going to make me real happy. I think they are, but they're not responsible for all my joy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that they can enhance your happiness, but they don't, it's kind of like, I don't know. I just thought of like Christmas day. If you're in a bad mood on Christmas day, the Christmas day doesn't make you happy, right? You have to be in a good mood. I don't know why I'm thinking of Christmas Day, but it's like no Christmas is just so fun. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a better place on Christmas Day, it's that much better. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. No, two years ago. Making sense. No, two years ago,
0: Kenzie was a newborn, and you know, she was born in October. So December. I'm still figuring out nursing. She's eight weeks old, all that stuff. Christmas Day comes around. I hated that day because I was just like, I don't want to have to be around people. I don't want to have to do anything. I just want to be in bed. So that Christmas wasn't enjoyable because I was just like, I was not mm-hmm. into it <laughs> that
1: year. I've always yeah. thought of, I don't know, relationships. I can't remember where I heard this from. Is If it was like a grandparent, I can't remember. But they said a marriage is like makeup. You are already beautiful the way you are, but makeup just kind of enhances and makes you feel good. Mm. And you know, does the things that, you know, makes you confident, but it shouldn't make you be feel like I'm only beautiful with the makeup. Does, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, like, I like that. yeah. But
0: so I just I on your journey through all this really is so amazing in the way that you're a light to other people now. And I love what you said about how it's selfish to hold those experiences for ourselves and we can use them to help other people. Um, our final question for you tonight w- is, gonna, is what would you like to see change for the next generation of women? Just in general? Yeah. Like, what would you hope the next generation can kind of gain from?
2: I'm going to go back to what I've talked about before. I really wish that every person on this earth could know that God loves them and that they matter because I, really believe that it would solve so many problems. I think it would change the way that we treat ourselves and other people and the things that we say yes to and the things that we say no to. And I just, I think it would change everything. And so that is part of what I feel like my purpose is, is to help people um, understand their worth as children of God, because I just feel like it's, I feel like it's everything. I feel like it's so huge.
0: Thank you so much, Shay, for meeting with us. Thank you so much, Shay, for joining us tonight and talking to us about this and
2: sharing your story with us. Yes,
1: thank you. It was so good to meet
2: you. It was great to be with you guys, too. (laughs) I was going to say, I met you, Brittany, but I knew you, Madison. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you later, guys.
0: Thank you, um... Shay.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Eve Unleashed. Join us on Instagram at Eve Unleashed to continue the conversation. We would love to hear from you and hope that you have an amazing day.